0: Hello out there to all people and bratty sisters. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the man who loves a good cemetery sea shanty, Cortland. Wow. How are you doing, Cortland?
1: I'm doing, I mean, yo-ho-ho, ho, and away <laughs> we go, Brandon. We are doing another recording today. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty
1: tight. Awesome, dog. I gotta say, though, I'm actually not doing that great. I'm For the first time oh, in- so you're a liar. Oh, a long time i know a little bit for the first time in a long time i'm not feeling so hot man oh no what's wrong i, know, I got the little stuffy nose and i got a little cough oh. it's not great Ugh. so i went and got um tested for the coronavirus because you know at this point in life when you get sick you're like well is this
0: it or is this a
1: regular yeah. sickness because like regular sicknesses didn't just disappear
0: <laughs> no people still getting sick out there folks yeah so i went and
1: got tested for it and man that have you ever gotten tested for it because it's no i have not you got to put this like thing up your nose it sucks a lot
0: that's that sounds uncomfortable i don't want yeah. anything in my nose sucks
1: like everybody's like oh it's not it doesn't hurt you just have to put it in your nose a little bit and it's like the most uncomfortable thing like so if i was in a hospital and they had to put like a tube down my nose i think i'd rather just take death i think yeah what i'm
0: getting at i I would definitely think about it (laughs) it's not as clear cut as you might think yeah yeah (laughs) so how are you doing this week brandon i'm doing all right um i i didn't avoid near death like you um but i did i did make a foolish purchase decision but (sighs) fortunately it wasn't it wasn't that much but you know i've been uh I've been buying Pokemon cards.
1: Oh, good. Um, that's, I haven't bought any in a while, but that's cool.
0: Yeah. I've been still buying Pokemon cards because I decided to, you know, pick up that hobby during apparently the worst time ever to do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, yeah. So I was at my, my local shop and near the register, there was packs of Pokemon cards and they were $2, Cortland.
1: $2. Oh, okay. I think I know where this is going to go. Yeah. But...
0: I, I think you... Definitely know where this is going, and I thought, "Wow, two dollars that, though—that is too good to be true." But you know what? These—they look nice. They—they yeah. they look like packs of Pokemon cards. I'm gonna buy them, so I bought five packs. Okay, see, okay,
1: two dollars in Australia money is like I don't know fifty cents over here. So, like, really good purchase, Brandon.
0: It's nothing. So baseline yeah. good purchase. <laughs> so I see. bought five, which I think is a good line where you know if. If it goes well, like score, and if it goes yeah. poorly, it's like whatever. It's ten dollars. Ex- yes, yeah, definitely. And uh it didn't go well, but not that bad. So clearly they were fake. They were yeah, definitely they were uh <laughs> bogus Pokemon cards. But I'm I must be naive because I knew that there were fake cards out there, like of course. But I yeah. assumed that they were just kind of like mixed in with real cards or like you buy a lot off of ebay where someone's like oh i've got this big stack of cards and you get some fake yeah. ones right like i didn't know that the process was like so professional that they they had them in the packs that look just like the packs and they have those packs in the boxes <laughs> that look just like the boxes like they got this shit down pat so well, that's kind of
1: impressive honestly it so is did, it really you know is they were, how did you know that they were fake
0: because you open them up and the cardboard feels different oh. like like it it's not super off but it's off enough to know like okay I've handled pokemon cards like I'm not this is this ain't my first rodeo right <laughs> um yeah the cardboard feels different they're a tiny bit smaller than the normal uh, ones, so if you if you put them together with the normal ones, like they stick out. But also exactly. the printing, while actually a lot better than I would think fake ones would be, they're like it is a little blurrier than normal cards. Interesting. But they still have the holographics. Like, oh, that's cool. One of the cards was like you know the V cards that are oh, shiny. That, that, I don't and, use those. Like there was one of those, and it was holographic and shiny, but, but fake. See, I like so. to assume
1: that you open up the pack and it was just, like, baby drawings over the Pokemon, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the Bidoof looks like it was drawn by, like, a two-year-old.
0: Yeah, just, like, super fucking fake. Yeah, that's just what I like want. Photo photoshopped pictures of, like, a mouse colored yellow. Yeah, definitely. That'd be so funny. They were, like, the actual cards, but just a bit Not. off. Yeah. Are <laughs> You ready to talk about some Goosebumps, Cortland?
1: I think I'm ready to talk about some Goosebumps... All right,
0: so today we're talking about the Cuckoo Clock of Doom. What -hmm. did you think about this one? This episode's fucking ridiculous, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) It is, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this one's fucking crazy. What a weird, like some of the themes in it are just so weird to to present to children, I think.
0: You're not wrong.
1: And uh, it was a lot to stuff in a half an hour, but yet also not enough, I think. I don't know. That's a weird one, man. Yeah. Like, like, I didn't hate it, it, but it was weird.
0: It definitely could have had more scenes of, you know, different things happening if it, you know, weren't constrained to the 20-minute format. Yeah. But also, it could probably be a little shorter as well.
1: (laughs) I know, right? Isn't that weird? I don't
0: know. It's a weird one. And a weird one, I think, to follow up Haunted Mask with. Yeah, Like, you open with Haunted Mask. That's a strong start. And then, like, this is the first regular episode, I guess, and it's kind of a weird one to start with, I think. I feel like,
1: besides the fact that the first part of The Haunted Mask um, was an hour long, I feel like Carly Beth is way, 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 way more memorable than the main character of this episode will ever be. This is a completely forgettable, I don't want to say episode, but, like, characters in general. Uh, There's just not enough, like, life to them, I feel, like I said, like I don't hate this episode. I thought it was fun.
0: It's a fun episode. I think it's one that we'll look back on and be like, "God, that was crazy." It's not bad enough to just like completely trash on. No, this
1: isn't like Laser Maze or you know Misfortune Cookie or anything like that. Good it's... lord,
0: Laser Maze was bonkers, and Misfortune <laughs> Cookie was just shit. This one's just kind of there.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of there, which is fine. It's kind of like the whispering walls, maybe, or something like that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. But let's just talk about it. All right, let's do it. The episode starts with some kid walking down a wooded road bouncing a basketball. We're watching him through the trees. Then we see this kid up close, and he's 90s as fuck. Oh my god, he is so (laughs) 90s. It's great, though. It really is. It's It's a good reminder that we're back... We're back in the good old 90s that where we want to be. It's He's crazy. got a backwards hat, a Walkman, and a plaid vest. He's no doubt listening to Ace of Bass.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or no I doubt. Saw the sign. <laughs> or no doubt, yeah.
0: So the music gets all tense as his ball gets away from him and bounces into the woods. He goes hmm. into the trees to get it, and we hear, like, muffled sounds of children laughing.
1: Yeah. They did a good job with the creepiness on the child laughing. This yeah. lasted forever though, Brandon. It was so it long. Did. It, it, did. Like it really did. It was like two minutes. It was like two minutes.
0: It And it's also kind of like the most scares of this episode. Like the most horror-themed part of it. Yeah,
1: okay, so uh, going back to how this episode's weird, I think the scary part about this episode is the concept of it, not necessarily what happens, right?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Which is something that it probably be difficult for a kid to really comprehend. So, like, that's ex- why it's, it's
0: existential weird. horror, but yes. it's not. Like, what's presented isn't very scary. Visual exactly. Right. Yeah. So this dude is listening to CNC Music Factory full blast through his headphones, but he's still able to hear this children laughing, which is quiet even to us. Yeah. Like he, it's in the background. It's so like. <laughs> I didn't think of that, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, he takes his headphones like, what the fuck? Who's out there? So, after a second of no response, he's satisfied and continues on. But immediately, he sees a puddle of reddish liquid in front of him, and it stops him in his tracks. Yeah. Now, like any sensible young man, he just sticks his hand right in that shit. Dips it, man.
1: He dips it.
0: And it looks like blood. They did a great job. It does look like blood. It does. It's not that cheap shit. It's not that Dawn of the Dead red paint. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> no, it looks it looks fantastic. It, they did, they
1: made it look like blood. It was good.
0: Mm-hmm. So he moves on again, and there's little more puddles ahead. He follows them until he finds some blood on the leaves of a tree. He investigates, and a snake pops out.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. And that's that's the end of the chapter. That was the chapter one. <laughs>
2: yeah. If you
1: found a puddle of blood like that as a child, would you follow it, or would you be like, "Oh, that's somebody else's problem"?
0: Um, I'm going to say I absolutely wouldn't follow it. Like, I mean, kids are, kids are dumb and they're curious, (laughs) but even so, like a puddle of blood is bad news no matter what. Yeah. Like at the very best, you're going to find like some animal like,
1: (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the that. best case scenario.
1: Yeah, like a deer with like an arrow
0: in its lung or something. And I don't I don't want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> like its eye sticking out. Like, kill me! <laughs> yeah. Pass. We cut to commercial then, but when we come back from commercial, we see a little girl, like six years old or something, come out from behind the tree. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, she says, and she's holding a bottle of ketchup.
1: But- I was... I thought she was going to be like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) Like no, No. from the first episode. I was like, oh, this is going to be Goosebumps thing. And it wasn't.
0: That would be a nice little bit of commentary. Just little siblings like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Waka, (laughs) waka. So she's got a ketchup bottle, but that wasn't ketchup. I feel like they were trying to be like, oh, it was just ketchup. No, that straight up looks like blood. No, it fucking wasn't. That was Hollywood grade stuff. Definitely. Also, the snake... Like, the fake snake she has isn't a full-size snake. It's a little hand puppet with just the head. Yeah. So he would have had to have seen her crouching down like...
1: (laughs) Yeah, because, like, the foliage and stuff isn't very dense. No. It is uh, very easy to see through. So I don't know what the fuck. What's going on?
0: Then the little girl says... What a crudge. I told you he was a crudge. (laughs) And... Again, I had to stop the video and rewind it and listen again and again because I couldn't figure out what the fuck this little girl was saying. And again, just like in Haunted Mask, like as soon as I gave up and was like, oh, I guess I'm just not going to know what she's saying. I hit play and like it becomes obvious what she's saying. A crudge is a jerk jerk backwards. backwards, So it's literally just the word jerk backwards. And yeah,
1: crudge. It's super funny, okay. You have to be six years old to understand it, okay? Like when we watch this with in the live watch party with my son, he's probably gonna be dying laughing, okay? <laughs> uh, he's, gonna classic be, he's literally rolling on the floor laughing, and I'm gonna be like, Do we need to stop this? And he'll be like, No, <laughs> no just go on.
0: <laughs> and he, he's a credge apparently for like getting scared. Yep. <laughs> that's uh that's the evidence. This kid, this little like... girl
1: they did a great job with her being the worst, uh, spoilers uh, for the rest of the episode, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she's a little Sam. Ugh. I don't know. She doesn't have the punchable face, but yeah, she's, she's, she sucks. So, the girl whose name is Tara, I expected her to be in nothing else because she's terrible in this. Her oh, acting yeah. is awful. Like, she's a little girl, so she, you know, she gets a little bit of a pass, but not that much because she's really bad. Yeah. But she's actually been in some things. She was played by Kristen Bone, and she was in a lot of things, mostly voice acting, including playing Zoe in the show (laughs) Roly-Poly-Oly.
1: Okay, Do you remember that show? Yeah, I remember that show.
0: (laughs) She was also Maggie in Maggie and the Ferocious Beast from 1998 to 2010, Cortland.
1: Did they do like a one episode remake thing or something like
0: that? No, it just went that long. That's insane, man. <laughs> and she was Maggie the whole time. That's pretty cool. Okay. The boy's name is Michael, and he's played by John White. Mm-hmm. He was in The Tale of the Carved Stone as Tom Bradshaw. Did you yeah. recognize him at all?
1: Uh, No, I didn't. I did not recognize him because he has like 600% more hair in this episode.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I didn't recognize him at all. I liked him better in Are You Afraid of the Dark? I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Definitely. He was also in a bunch of episodes of a show called The Adventures of Shirley Holmes. Okay. And he played Eric Stifler in two of the direct to DVD American Pie movies. I don't think I've ever seen any of those. No, why would you? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but he's been in some stuff. Like he's he's been in stuff in recent years and also stuff that hasn't even come out yet. So that's really he's cool. working. I would He's have expected working. him, I know I'm pretty sure I
1: covered him back in Carved Stone, but like, I would have expected him to have like a band or something.
0: Yeah. And you want to know that. why,
1: Brandon? You want to know why? It's because why? he looks like Preston Waters from Blank Check. Oh,
0: he does. He really does. I had to look that up and make sure it wasn't him.
1: Yeah, right? And the kid that played Preston Waters, I believe he has a band right now. So I was like, I don't know, I was just going to connect the dots,
0: boom. What's his band's name? I want to hear that.
1: I don't know. That's for another time. We'll have to look
0: that up later. Okay. (laughs)
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Back to the episode. Michael says, what the hell, Tara? And then she blasts him in the face with more fake blood slash ketchup, whatever. Yeah. He says he's had it and chases her up to the house. She manages to make it into the house, narrowly avoiding his blast of fake blood ketchup. But of course, his mom chooses this exact moment to open the door and catch mm-hmm. him squirting the fake blood all over the door.
1: Yeah, I wish that he would have squirted his mom with it. That would have been better. It would have been like in Twisted Claw when he's shaving creams her face, but it would have <laughs> been awesome.
0: Putting red yeah. blood everywhere. Missed opportunities. It's okay. R.L. Stein, when you remake this episode, inevitably, <laughs> that's what we want to happen. She yells, and Tara gives the all, he won't leave me alone, mummy routine. Which the mom buys, of course.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So she walks off, and Tara, before the mom's even out of earshot, is taunting Michael, saying she got him good. Almost as good as at his party. <sighs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> then we close in on Michael's face, and we... <laughs> back into the past we
1: get this shit ripple effect and i was just like what the fuck is going on (laughs) yeah it's like (laughs) wow he's just okay so um he's standing there with this memory right he's just like Mm -hmm. gazing into the distance for as long as we're watching this memory right
0: i i hope it's that long okay Including the scenes like where he's not in, <laughs> right? Where he's like, he's still thinking about the cake
1: that. or whatever. Yeah.
0: So now we're at Michael's twelfth birthday party, and there's some kickin' nineties jams, and a bunch of kids are sitting around a living room while Michael's opening his presents. Yes. He opens a CD shaped present, and it's a CD. What? <laughs> <laughs> he thanks Mona for the gift, saying he doesn't have this one. And I tried to get a look at what it says, but I couldn't see at this point. I couldn't tell what it was either. I don't know. I
1: figured it was just generic, like,
0: the sound of
1: the ocean. Something stupid like that.
0: It is. It's something like that, because I got a better look at it later. But we'll get to that. Okay. And Mona is very pleased with herself. She's stroking her hair and smiling at getting such an awesome gift. Then Tara, that little shit, says, Of course you don't have that one. You said it was lame and threw it out. So... He had it before. Yep. He for some reason had that like same who, CD. before. Who got it for him before, or know, did he man. buy it himself, decide it was garbage, and throw it out? Or it's then... all just a bruise. Maybe he. <laughs> and no, then that, Mona that's found it much. in his garbage can.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, while she was talking, re- regifted it. No, that's too much. That he didn't have it before. Like that's not a lie from Tara, but the episode clearly wants you to believe that lie. I believe it. I do too. He would. That little asshole would throw out a perfectly good CD. Back in the 90s, when we got CDs we didn't like, or when we got those stupid AOL discs, we used them as coasters, like civilized people.
0: Yeah, We'd never let a CD out. go
1: to waste. Oh my god, I would cut them into ninja stars
0: and throw them. <laughs> Use every megabyte of the disc. <laughs> yeah. Tara continues that he probably won't throw this one out because he's in love... Oh my gosh and did all not the kids laugh at michael
1: <laughs> love at twelve years old get real
0: <laughs> now mom calls for Michael to come help him with the cake mm-hmm. and this is this is again like what this is, is night this? nurse all over again <laughs> come bring it down the stairs Michael
1: <laughs> get these presents off the stairs <laughs> when it's
0: your birthday it's time to do chores oh my Night nurse all over again. He goes into the kitchen, and Mom is wearing the exact same clothes as she was earlier when he squirted the, the door. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tara is also wearing the same clothes. She only has one article of clothing, and it's uh, overalls. So
0: That's the thing. Tara's wearing overalls, but I think it's a different shirt underneath. Oh. And Michael is wearing the same exact outfit, but his... Plaid vest is, like, a different color. Ah. Uh, Mom's so wearing the v- exact same it's thing. It's very though. odd. So, I wasn't sure when this party took place. Was it earlier that day, or... Well, I mean, that gets revealed later, so I don't yeah, think... Yeah, everything okay. gets revealed later in the show. I'm like, hey, what's going on here? And then, immediately afterwards, it's revealed. But, yeah. I thought it was weird that they were wearing these, like, same but different clothes. As if, you know, the, the person doing the outfits was like all right this is what kind of clothes he wears so just go to kmart and get two plaid vests (laughs) and tara wears overalls so just go get two pairs of overalls i think they might have just been cheap man i think
1: that and mom just gets the
0: one she gets the one dress
1: yeah (laughs) i think think that they were just trying to save money because they knew that this episode wasn't one of the haunted mask two-parters or anything they're like, kids don't give a fuck. They won't notice.
0: Michael is telling Mom that Tara is ruining his party. Mom says that his friends find Tara entertaining. Michael says, yeah. but it's my party, my party. <laughs> got That's another point. blank check this
1: reference. Party. Blank check, one of the best movies I've made.
0: But Mom just says shut up and take that cake inside while she gets some candles so he can make a wish. Michael grits his teeth saying he already made a wish, but Tara the Terrible is still there. Mm-hmm.
1: I will give this... Okay, I kind of want to spoil anything, but there is some good foreshadowing in this episode, I guess.
0: I feel like there has to be. With a time-based episode, you have to do some foreshadowing. You're right, you're right. And some backshadowing? Is that a word? Mm, It is now. (laughs) shadowing. (laughs) So he brings the cake down a single step, and Tara grabs his leg. Mm -hmm. Michael falls in slow motion... And whoa! his face right into the cake.
1: There's a lot of slow motion in this There
0: is. And I love it every time.
1: (laughs) It's so stupid. I love it too.
0: (laughs) It's so stupid, but it's so great. And everybody is pointing at Michael and laughing at him, of course, because that's hilarious.
1: So so super embarrassing. I would. Like, if that happened to you, I would laugh at you. So, like, I get it. It's his
0: own birthday party. (laughs) And... Well, that's, that's what happens when, you know, you make kids go and get their own shit on their birthdays.
1: They drop it, and they end up dead, okay?
0: Yep. Well, that's what happens. The so I think end.
1: Moral of the story, <clears throat> we're going to cut ahead here. Moral of the story, if you make your kids do shit, they're going to die, okay?
0: Stop <laughs> it. At least on their birthdays. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can walk a cake into the next room.
1: You can walk your presents down the fucking flight of stairs. Don't make a
0: kid do it. We back into the present, and Mike is standing there, covered in fake blood, looking like he's ready to snap.
1: Yeah, he is. It's great. Like
0: it's American Psycho kind of look. It's incredible. He's out that's, to kill
1: somebody. that's why I brought up. Like, is he just standing there, staring in the distance as he recalls this? As he regales his tale of his birthday? And the answer is yeah, so yes.
0: <laughs> that was like five minutes. It's like a quarter of this episode's runtime. Yeah, and he just, just stood there. Covered in blood <laughs> Just like staring
1: Yep, I love it That's my favorite part of the episode Is just the idea of him just staring, <laughs> standing there
0: <laughs> So out of nowhere Some movers tell him to get out of the way As they carry in some kind of cuckoo clock Shaped device covered in blankets
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes,
0: yes, yes Now we see Michael's dad Unveiling the piece to his family Saying he's wanted Good one morning. of these it's for a long time long. He pulls back the blankets and everybody is very a underwhelmed clock. to see that it's a
2: ugly clock. clock.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just a big old grandfather clock. Ugh. Yeah. Those They're I mean cool, I guess but... they look kinda cool, but man. So annoying. They take up so much room and are yeah. so annoying for something that you you just don't need. Especially nah, nowadays. Right. Even in the nineties. But Yeah. I mean you know we've what, had Brandon? watches for a
1: long time, folks. Who are we to come in between Dad's happiness, you know?
0: Not I. <laughs> you do you, Dad. Yeah.
1: It's like, okay, so it, it turns out that the birthday party for Michael was three days ago, so, mm-hmm. like, Dad got himself this grandfather clock essentially for his son's
0: birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Michael would like? What I want. <laughs> you would want me to be happy. <laughs> But this is a magical clock, Dad says. At least yeah, right. that's what Anthony from the antique store says. God, Anthony gets so much. Anthony from the antique they store talk about like so much. He's no Sardo from the Magic Mansion. No, he's not. Could <laughs> you the... imagine if that became a reoccurring character? Anthony, <laughs> Anthony.
1: <laughs> Anthony. emphasis on the shop. knee.
0: <laughs>
1: no. no, But they do talk about Anthony like every chance
0: they get. They could. do. They, they say is... Anthony
1: more than Michael in this
0: episode. <laughs> they say Anthony more than they say Carly Beth and Haunted Mask.
1: Oh my god. Okay, well, I don't know if it's that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was so absurd. So good. Michael notices some numbers on the clock and he asks what that's all about. They tell the years, Dad says, which. Yeah, it's like, just.
1: Like, it's like 88, 89, 90. Like, that what? is the
0: l- like least. Helpful feature on a clock, Mm -hmm. I think, like so unnecessary. Stupid. Does anyone go, what year is it?
1: How would the grandfather clock even know? Like it doesn't have any discernible way, like an arrow pointing to what year it is or
0: anything that I've seen.
1: I don't get it. It's it's fucking dumb.
0: No, it just has numbers.
1: It's just a plot device.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Dad begins telling the tale of this magical clock, saying that legend says that a strange old man built it a hundred years ago. But he put a spell on it, and those who discover the magic must beware. The clock strikes six o'clock, and a cuckoo bird with glowing eyes comes out and startles Michael. But Dad is just happy that the clock works. Anthony, you know, from the antique store, told Dad that there was something wrong with the clock, but he wouldn't say what. I think that's Hmm. a red flag when buying an expensive antique.
1: Dude, that clock was probably so expensive, though.
0: This thing's fucked, but I ain't gonna tell you how. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, right. There's something up with it. Your job is to find... It'll be six grand. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Anything for you, Anthony, at the antique shop. I'll throw in some fake Pokemon cards. <laughs> Dad warns Michael and Tara that he doesn't want anybody touching his precious clock. Tara says, okay. Yes, Daddy. Okay. Cut to later. Michael is heading off to bed when we hear Dad say, Tara? Tara. And then she says... Yes, daddy. And exactly the same way as before. (laughs) I think it's it's like the same line looped. He tells Tara again not to touch his fucking clock. Michael is very happy about this and goes to bed.
1: Yeah, like he's like, oh yeah, now I know what to do to fucking get her, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. He's got a plan going in his head. But now that we've met both mom and dad, let's see who these people are. Let's do it. The mom is played by Cynthia Bellevo. She's been in a lot of roles from between like nineteen eighty and two thousand. With the usual Twilight Zone episode here and Alfred Hitchcock's presents. But most importantly, Cortland. Okay. She played Dory in Caitlin's Way.
1: Oh my god, Dory?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Every time we bring up Caitlin's Way,
0: I feel like we're like, how did it last
1: that long? Because wasn't there like <laughs> eight seasons or something? <laughs>
0: I honestly don't know. I don't know a lot about Caitlyn's Way, but I remember it for some reason.
1: The only thing I know about Caitlyn's Way is that there's a girl in it. Her name's Caitlyn, and she has a horse. Or maybe she doesn't, but she, like, steals a horse or something. I don't
0: know. She's a troubled girl, and (laughs) she moves in with these relatives, and, like, the mom relative is Dory. Wow. The mom from this episode.
1: Not gonna lie, Brandon, like, I knew that it wasn't gonna be Dory from Finding Nemo, but when you say Dory, that's the first thing I think, and I was excited for a millisecond, and then, um,
0: the realization <laughs> he, hit, you know? Like, how long <laughs> would it have been before you were like, wait, that's a fucking Alan? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, it all happened, like,
1: almost simultaneously, so... Okay. No, good so the her.
0: dad is less interesting, because... He wasn't in Caitlin's way at all. Um, he's played by Larry Ooh. Now, Larry's been in a decent amount of things, but mostly as unnamed characters. Like, he played mm. Doctor in War of the Worlds, the TV show from the 80s. He was hmm. cleaner in a movie called Perfect Witness and Judge in a couple episodes of Suits. Okay. And most of his credits are like that.
1: Well, hey, you know what? More famous than we are, so still, he's got it going on. <sighs>
0: yeah you're right, okay. So back to the episode. We get to midnight, and Michael is out of bed and slowly making his way into Tara's room. Yeah, he stares at her a bit ominously right, and then we suddenly zoom into the cuckoo clock.
1: I just like I think maybe he was just checking to make sure she was sleeping. I don't know. Don't you think you'd check your parents though?
0: I think he was all he was checking that she was sleeping, but also he was just opening the door to her room because that comes up again quite a few times later. Okay, okay. He makes his way down into the study where the clock is kept, startling himself constantly along the way by random dolls laying around and open windows. So dumb. Like, this kid really is a crudge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is the part where I was like, okay, all right. In the first episode, we got Carly Beth running into the distance for 20 seconds. This Mm -hmm. episode has, like, these... Incredible slowdown effects mixed with him getting scared by everything that just takes way too long.
0: Yeah, his kids are just scared too easily.
1: I'm upset that this is taking so long, and I'm also impressed that they somehow got everything in the 20-whatever minutes. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like when you, like, burn something on the outside, but it's raw in the middle. I feel like that's what it is.
0: Yeah, it's a paradox.
1: <laughs> it's very fitting for this episode, I suppose.
0: So the clock strikes midnight, and I—I I guess it's a little slow because mm-hmm. he got up at like eleven fifty-nine. Yeah, and, he and it definitely took longer than a minute around. for him to get scared by all of these things.
1: Yeah, that must be what's wrong with it. That's what Anthony was <sighs> talking about.
0: <laughs> it's one minute slow, and it cannot be changed. <laughs> Well, that bird comes out again to do its business, and he snaps the bird's neck.
1: Oh my god. He is one cold-ass motherfucker. This was probably the best part of the episode.
0: Seriously. He just Jean-Claude Van Damme's that bird's neck.
1: Yeah, it like pops out. He he (laughs) looks at it for a second, lifts his hand up, snaps its neck around, and it gets sucked back (laughs) into the clock. It's all one quick, fluid motion. He looks like a badass doing it. It's incredible. Yeah.
0: It's great. And then he loudly says, Have fun explaining this, Tara. <laughs> Got her. Well, now it's the next morning, and Michael excitedly runs down the stairs to ask how the clock is, because that's not suspicious at all.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <sighs> but his parents are busy hanging up the decorations for Michael's 12th birthday party. Yes. He wonders what's going on, clearly never having seen Groundhog Day. He's like, ha ha, funny joke. And the parents are like, huh? And then it goes on like that for a little bit.
1: Yeah, it just does. Yep.
0: There's, a, there's a lot of that in this episode.
1: It's a lot of just like, what are you talking about? It is not the past, Michael. Just deal with it.
0: Yes, it is. No, it's not. But it is. Nope.
2: Yeah. Let
1: me check your just... forehead. No fever. I don't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Hey there everybody, Cortland here, your good buddy, and your annoying little sister. Thank you so much for listening into our show, whether this is your first episode, or you have listened to everything we've made. We really appreciate you spending some time with us. Do you want more Up All Night? Become a patron at patreon.com slash private island for as little as $1 a month. You'll get instant access to all of our early release episodes up to two weeks before they go live. Higher tiers get more rewards, so check it out and see what tier you'd like to join. I'd like to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Mia, Tristan, and Venice Witch, the Silver Goth, Shane, Evelyn, Steven, Matt, Geraldine, Brittany, Aaron, and our newest patron, Shelly, the Golden Day Days, Faith, Angela, and Sarah, and the Platinum Bostics, Bryce, Kathy, and Matt. Thank you so much, everyone. Our show wouldn't be the same without you. I'd like to do another Patreon exclusive giveaway soon, so stay tuned for more details. Give us a follow on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We make a ton of content for the show, including gifts from each episode, memes every Friday, and watch parties live on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern on Instagram. Check it out and have a laugh. For a quick link to our Patreon, the Twitter, Instagram, YouTube page, merch store, and more, check out the episode description. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. This week, I'm going to play the promo for the Grand Rapidians Play Video Games podcast. Check it out!
2: You know how some video game podcasts only cover breaking news on new games? You know how some video game podcasts only cover retro consoles? You know how some video game podcasts don't talk about the beer they're quaffing? Or the jugs they imagine the game characters piss into? We cover the new, the retro, the beverages, and the bathrooms. I'm Willie, and I'm the world record holder on Sin and Punishment. I'm Ginger, and I am the world record holder on Mario Party 8, the mini-game Saucer Swarm. And every week we talk about a game, talk about what we're quaffing. We talk about some real-life XP, and some recommendations. And we figure out which games have toilets, and which games have piss jugs. And which characters just have to shat themselves. (laughs) Yes, we do. Come and listen to Grand Rapidians play video games. Wherever you listen to fine podcasts.
1: Thanks again, everyone, for listening and laughing with us through every episode of Goosebumps. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.
0: We cut to the party, and Michael is going through the motions of the party that he's already lived through and trying not to freak out. But he is totally freaking out.
1: Okay, I know that the parents said that his guests were going to arrive soon, but Mm -hmm. he's sitting there opening up the CD just like he opened in the flashback, and he's like, what is going on? Like, dude, you've had, like, hours to sit there and be, like, you know, thinking about what's happening. You don't have to... When he came to the realization in front of all of his friends that he had already lived this, I was like, "What? Is, uh, what is wrong with you? Are you fucking stupid?
0: Yeah. Like, as soon as I realized I was, like, reliving my life again, I would be gone. Yeah, me too. I'd be... Ugh. I'd I wouldn't be, be like, what did I do last time? I'm gonna <laughs> retrace my steps. We get the exact same exchange with the CD and Tara being a little asshole, except... Mm-hmm. Now there's a good shot of him dropping the CD, and I finally got to see what it was called. Oh, okay. It just, it says The Spheres, and okay. I don't know if that's meant to be the band name or what, but I looked it up, and it appears that it doesn't exist, and they just made this oh, for the episode. Okay. But it's it's that shitty Spheres CD. Ugh.
1: I would throw that away. No, I'm kidding. I would use it as a coaster. But uh, that's probably, like, their way of getting away with copyright stuff or whatever, probably. I don't know. And also, like,
0: if they're trashing it in the episode, you don't want it to be.
1: Oh, yeah, right? Kids' Bot know, Volume something. 1 or whatever.
0: Okay, that is trash. <laughs> the world around Michael goes kind of slow motion while he narrates in his head. He's thinking, This can't no. be happening. This already happened. Mom calls for him to come get his own cake, and he thinks.
2: <laughs> the cake!
0: Tara! Not this time.
1: Yeah, this is the most important part of uh, his day today. He just found out that he's like going backwards in time, but he's like, yeah, I got to make sure I don't fall face first in that cake again.
0: It seems like it would be so easy to not do that.
1: I mean, okay, to, to his credit, he tries. He <laughs> a tries a to do bit. things different. A
0: little bit, yeah, but he could just be like, get your own damn cake to mom or something.
1: He could, yeah. Or he could just eat the cake um in the kitchen, but whatever.
0: So he goes and gets the cake from outside this time instead of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And he walks through a door this time and not down a step, but Tara reaches around the door handle like a goddamn ninja and still manages to make him slow motion his face into that cake.
1: I love this, that he tried to change it, but it wouldn't Mm -hmm. change. And I was like, oh, this is cool, but it doesn't go anywhere. This is the only instance of him... Attempting to change something and only for it not to be able to be changed. I don't I don't know, man.
0: There's probably more of that in the book.
1: You think so? Do you really think
0: that? I think yes. The okay. the the book has more time travel. Okay. Than the episode.
1: <laughs> well now I kinda wanna read the book, but like also I don't. I don't know. I'm so conflicted.
0: I mean it's a goosebumps book, so it'll take, you know, half an hour. <laughs>
1: true. That's true. Can we just go back to that cake smash? The way that he falls into his cake this time is great. He, like, falls backwards and plows it into his face instead of, like, smashing, like, into the cake, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, so before, he smashed his face into the cake, but now the cake smashes its face into him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's fantastic. I loved it.
0: So at night, Michael is in bed, insisting to his parents that he's caught in a time warp. While his parents are as frustrated... As you would be, I guess, if your kid was insisting that they're caught in a time warp.
1: Dude, if my kid told me he was ta- caught in a time warp, I'd be freaking the fuck out. Because that shit's scary.
0: It is scary.
1: And I would he, take it very seriously.
0: He doesn't let up. They tell him, sorry that your party sucked, but you need to get to sleep. Saying, tomorrow is another day. He rolls over, <laughs> saying, it better, better be. <laughs> Which I thought was a good line. Yeah. Now we see Michael making his way down to the clock room again. He opens oh, some doors man. into a room, and we don't see what's in it, but we just hear him yelling from the inside. That's enough to send him running. And we now get a pretty funny-looking green screen sequence of him running away from something down melting-looking hallways.
1: Dude, this is straight out of um, the Twilight Zone movie, which was back in like the early 80s. And uh it looks like shit. It looks garbage. Yeah.
0: It it looks it doesn't look good. But it's funny. He turns around to face his pursuer, and it's the freaking clock.
1: <laughs> it's the clock it's just a grandfather clock.
0: Like they try to make it like scary, but
1: it's a clock. It's just a clock. I loved it. <laughs> so
0: and stupid. now the little cuckoo doors open. <laughs> And Tara's face comes zooming out of it. Yeah, and we get
1: one of the clips from the intro, like the spooky bit from the episode. It's just a straight. We got to put this oh in so God. we can put it into the intro. This is so scary. It's just a little girl's face laughing. <laughs> it's so ridiculous.
0: Is <laughs> this little girl's face like cuckoo? Oh. <laughs> uh. Michael screams himself awake, and it's a really long scream. He screams for a long time.
1: It's a very scary dream, Brand. It <laughs> was a clock. <laughs> it's <Jason>. something.
0: <laughs> the clock strikes midnight, because that's apparently the only time that things happen around this house. I guess so. <laughs> Mom comes in to check on him, saying he must be so excited because it's his birthday tomorrow, and he's a big boy now. <laughs> now that he's six years old, whoa, whoa, what? We see Michael now, and he's a tiny six-year-old boy, yeah. cowboy pajamas and all. He yells six and gets up to confirm it in the mirror. When he sees himself, he turns to the camera and Home Alone screams oh right at the camera. <laughs> he Home
1: Alone screams into the camera. That yeah. happened, and I was like, "No way!"
0: It's shameless home aloneing. <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> like, oh my god! He he takes his hands, he slaps his cheeks, and he screams and yep, gets the whole thing. I you know that the director or whatever was like, hey, let's do that again, but make him Home Alone scream. The kids will love it.
0: Yeah, and we're <laughs> gonna put it in all the promos for this episode. <laughs> Dad comes in to check what's the hubba, and Michael just points <laughs> at him saying hair <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> Forgot about so, that. yeah dad's got a really like bad looking hairpiece but it's supposed to just be his hair
1: yeah because i don't know after tara was born like <laughs> his hair just
0: it's that homer simpson thing where he tears out his hair <laughs> yeah. whenever they have a kid <laughs> But yeah, those six th- those six years were rough on mom and dad. <laughs> Let's just say it. Like they were, yeah. Because mom, I don't mom she looks have, like, like the... she's like sixty in the present.
1: Yes, and but now she is... we go
0: back six years, and she, you know she looks like probably what the actress's actual age was. Yeah, she's a smoke show. <laughs>
1: yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't pay enough attention. I don't think
0: Michael finally collects himself enough to think. Hey, where's Tara? Yep. The parents are like fucking who? Her <laughs> mom just thinks it's some imaginary friend. Oh, she okay. that part was great. Yeah, by asking what this terror looks like, <laughs> and Michael runs off to a dramatic musical sting.
1: That was great because she was she like looks to the dad who's in the hallway, like he's in the open doorway, and she's like, his imaginary friend. It was really funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, not hiding it at all what she's saying.
1: It's great. It's great.
0: He's fucking stupid.
1: Huh? Now I know how she got into Caitlin's way because that was masterful acting. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's
1: great.
0: Where's her Oscar? Michael opens the door to what used to be or is going to be Tara's room. And now it's just a boring office. Yep. It's just
1: like in phone police when uh what's his face ran into his own ran into his room to look and see if it was his room and it was a boring office.
0: Yeah. Everything becomes boring offices.
1: I think that boring offices are actually just, like, the scariest thing to kids, so it works. I was like, <gasps> oh!
0: Yeah, you're yeah. right. Offices are, like, the default of every room in a house, and then as yeah. you have kids, they just change.
1: That's what happens, yes. That's what happens like all You of buy
0: us. the house, and it's just like, oh, I've got five offices, and then slowly <laughs> yeah. it whittles it down
1: yeah exactly oh this office is connected to the bathroom that's nice and
0: then you know (laughs) this office is a bathroom (laughs) (laughs) the parents come and try to take him back to bed but he just raves like a lunatic about time going backwards in the cuckoo's head and he runs away again to another musical sting and looks for the cuckoo clock he says it's gone." gone and then we cut to commercial when we come back, he says, it's, clock. Gone. "It's gone." <laughs>
1: clock. We don't have yeah.
0: <laughs> Which I always think is funny. <laughs> I love it, especially when you're not that. when you're watching things without the commercials, but they still have those.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then he My thinks, favorite. "Duh, you dumbass! We don't have the clock for another six years. It's at the antique store." And before he can grab his coat and head off to an antique store at midnight, his dad just picks him up and carries him to bed. Yeah. We now see six-year-old Mikey at his birthday party. He's um, surrounded by, I think, the exact same friends as before, just younger.
1: Yeah. So, okay, so things only happen once the clock's at midnight, right? That's what it's trying to tell us. So him going back to sleep is still the same day, right? Yeah. Okay. If I was going backwards in time like that, I wouldn't let them putting me back to bed stop me, though. Like, you're, you're 12 years old. I would totally go to the antique store. I would throw a brick through the window, and I would make things right.
0: Don't you think? Yeah, if your life depends on it, yeah, you do what you gotta of just do. just being
1: like, "No, all right, I guess I'll sleep for a little bit." I'm kind of well, tired.
0: Well, they put me to sleep. Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs>
1: yeah. But whatever, it's fine.
0: <laughs> There's a lame clown at the party trying to cheer up Mikey. Ugh. He makes him an absolutely amazing balloon octopus,
1: mm-hmm. and Michael mm-hmm.
0: just stabs it with his plastic fork.
1: Great. Yeah, he was. He's not. He's not having any of this shit. It's great.
0: No, but he's still like there doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would so like not go through the motions of this at all.
1: Yeah, I'd be um, a little more in action to go get that fucking cuckoo clock changed, but whatever. This kid wanted to have his little birthday party. He was like, another birthday party? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, cake every day? What Siby- could be better? <gasps> he's got to carry it though, so that's like, eh. No. So, a little girl, who I guess is meant to be the shitty, CD Mona girl, yeah. asks him what's wrong. He, of course, just raves about the fact that he's trapped in time and he's getting younger and he has to get to the antique store, etc.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He says, today I'm six, tomorrow I may be nothing. Another kid says, Point. ooh, if you're nothing, can I have your presents? <laughs> Which is funny, because that's how kids think.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he says, you can have them all. Just don't snitch about where I'm going. And the kids don't care where he's going, because they just got presents. Yeah. Now Michael is running on a sidewalk downtown next to a busy road. A shady-looking guy walks out to ask him if he's got the time. Michael just keeps on running, but the camera stays on that guy for a little a little bit long. Yeah. What did you think about this guy, Cortland?
1: I thought it was going to be Anthony from Antique Star- Same. <laughs> It's not Anthony, though. It's actually no. nobody. It's, yes! Um,
0: That's the thing, anybody. is that it's nobody at all. <laughs> but he gets some some airtime in this sequence.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know what he was credited as, if it was like Pedo it's or... It's like Creepy
0: Man, and he was in <laughs> this. <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> Michael runs to the antique store, and the clock is right there in the front window. It's like their prized possession.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't it didn't get for six years. years. Yeah, right. Just right there in the front window. It's because everybody has common fucking sense. (laughs) Gonna buy a big ass. They go in
0: and want this clock, but he's like, it's fucking broken somehow, and they're just like, all right, we'll see ya.
1: It takes up like the size of a Christmas tree, except it's in your house all the time.
0: Yeah, and it wakes you up. It's like boom, 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 boom,
1: and it's got a snapped snapped.
0: You gotta snap it back yourself every night. There's a sign on the front door of the shop saying that it's closed while the owners are on vacation. Mm -hmm. And Michael is understandably not too happy about that. Throughout this whole thing, we keep cutting back to shots of that weird guy walking closer and closer.
1: The kid does a great job of banging on the door and acting distressed, though. I like it.
0: Yeah. He, uh, wants that damn clock. Mm -hmm. Michael bangs on the door as a hand reaches for his shoulder.
1: It's Gonna be the creepy guy to steal him, right?
0: And you know this was the end of the chapter in the book. Yeah. But it's just Dad with his really bad wig.
1: <laughs> Pretty bad enough, right?
0: He uh, figured that Michael would be here, and he was. <laughs> He's had enough of Michael's shit, though, and takes him home. Yeah. At night, Dad is with Michael, finishing off a Clifford book. Mm-hmm. Michael asks Dad for just one more book, please, because he doesn't want to go to sleep. But Dad is like, nah, that's it. Mom comes in like, god damn, he's still awake? The parents are fed up with their son's insanity at this point. Yeah. And Michael just calmly says, Mom, Dad, don't argue over me. It's not worth it. I'm not gonna be here much longer anyhow.
1: Yes. That's dark.
0: That's dark. Yeah. And despite that extremely worrisome comment, they just wish him a good night. He says... says not good night, goodbye,
1: <laughs> dude. If my kids were talking like this, I wouldn't leave him
0: no. seriously. that's the thing like they could just be like like they don't have to stay up and read him books. they can just say, You know, I'll stay with you through the night like if they're yeah. that distraught and like saying, You know I'm not gonna be here anymore like it'd be like oh, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna be here for tonight
1: yeah exactly but 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 parents... the mom and
0: dad just shrugged they're like i don't know <laughs> Walk kids, out the door. Kids. <laughs> kids threaten to disappear sometimes So we fade into the next scene and now we've got a first person shot of inside of a crib
1: yeah i thought they were gonna you know make us wonder for a second but like no no nope. you see a crib you see a mobile um in front of them like He's a baby.
0: So. Yep. Michael's thinking to himself, where am I? And what's that smell? And we see little baby Mikey as he yells, Oh no! <laughs> it's like yes. Baby's day Cortland, <laughs> We are two stories into this show, and we already have a protagonist shitting their pants. <laughs> yeah. That's one for Goosebumps bingo.
1: That's Something I never thought was gonna happen and then uh second episode essentially. Yeah. It did it.
0: it. Just right away. <laughs> <laughs> now mom comes in with her own horrible wig to look oh after gosh. baby Michael.
1: <laughs> yeah, her hair completely changes color. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: So she looks horrible in like the super past, but then she looks pretty good in the past. And then <laughs> in the present, she looks like she's ninety years old.
1: Yeah, like an old ass librarian.
0: <laughs> yeah. They really, like, frumpled her up in the present. (laughs) He thinks to himself that he just needs to get to explain to mom that he needs to get to the antique store and everything will be smooth sailing. Which is dumb as hell. (laughs) Because he's a baby. Right. He tries to open his mouth, but just baby nonsense comes out. Which I kind of thought didn't really make sense. Because the reason babies can't talk Isn't because they physically can't do it. Mm -hmm. They just, you know, lack the mental capacity to speak because they're babies and they don't know anything yet. Yeah. Okay, so he's got a baby brain still, but a 12 year old consciousness. Yes. In that baby brain. So he should talk. I feel like he should be able to talk, but this, this, like, raises a lot of philosophical questions about the self and what you are and yeah i just have too much of a baby brain to get into it (laughs) me too it's all right mom comes back in with and correct me if i'm wrong Cortland, but this is a big jar of lube and a thermometer
1: it's petroleum jelly and a thermometer which can only mean that it is an anal thermometer
0: yes this is a rectal thermometer. <laughs> and Michael was just thinking, oh, fuck no, anything but that. Yeah, like he, okay, he knows
1: what a rectal thermometer is at 12 years old. Like, I don't know. Those are, that's one of the jokes that would, like, I don't even know if it's a joke, really. It's just weird um, that kids wouldn't understand, but like parents would, I guess. But like, yeah. I don't know, man. I've, I it, don't know. It's a,
0: it's a weird joke to make, but they already made the, like, "aha, uh-huh, he shit himself thing, so, I don't know. There's just weird things about being a baby that...
1: I don't understand why she even brought it out in the first place. Like, he's not showing any signs of being sick anyway. I mean, like, he shit himself. That's no, what you're right.
0: <sighs> you're absolutely right. <laughs>
1: just It doesn't make sense. This is sense
0: all just because, because he pooed. <laughs> and, uh... She's like, what do you have, a
1: fever? I don't know. This whole, let's just, let's keep going.
0: (laughs) Dad comes in saying, what's up, my little man? You want to go for a nice little walk downtown? And baby Michael is all for that. Dad continues on saying, go for a little window shopping. And baby Michael's like, yeah, yeah. Then dad says, go into that. Antique store?
1: He is hitting all the right buttons, yes.
0: <laughs> how specific. This family must just spend so much time at the antique store.
1: That's how I think this is the origin as to why Dad wanted the clock. He goes to the antique store and 12 he's years like, ago? That clock. Yeah, well, it's there. I mean spoilers. But yeah. He's been wanting that clock for a very long time, Brandon.
0: Yeah, but Mom doesn't want to go to Anthony's. She thinks he overcharges.
1: Well, he probably does, but yeah.
0: Well, especially for broken shit. (laughs) They go back and forth a bit, but Baby Mike is bouncing up and down so hard at the idea of going to Anthony's antique shop that they Mm -hmm. just end up going. Yep. They get into the shop, and Michael looks around for the clock. He sees it off in the corner a bit. Like, it's not not right at the front anymore. It hasn't been promoted to top spot. Baby Michael says, Cuckoo! He climbs out of his stroller While his parents are distracted Talking to the infamous Anthony
1: Old ass man Anthony Who probably didn't have 12 years left But it's fine
0: <sighs> He, I was kind of disappointed with Anthony I expected him to be more of a Eccentric looking fellow But he's just kind of like some guy
1: He's just like an old man That may or may not collect antiques Yeah he's boring A little chunky you know
0: whatever Baby Michael notices the clock has just one minute left till the hour strikes and there's a slow motion action scene of a little toddler crawling <laughs> his way up to this clock okay so it's already been
1: established that nothing happens until midnight right so I think. why would he think anything would happen at noon
0: hey 12's 12 baby
1: <laughs> uh, okay
0: the clock doesn't have a.m. p.m.
1: i guess it doesn't really matter
0: so he's he's crawling slow motion, and the music is like dun 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 dun, dun. Oh like God, it's it is intense. And there's a, a sequence straight out of like Mission Impossible or something, where a glass face oh starts to fall off a shelf, and it almost blows his cover, yeah. but it lands on a pillow instead.
1: It lands on some pillows, <laughs> and then and then he's like, whew, like he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brushes the sweat off of his brow. <laughs> As a baby, like his child yes. actor. Is doing this it.
0: tiny little baby is like, whoo, avoided the laser maze there. <laughs> so he gets to the clock. The hour strikes. The cuckoo pops out with its, you know, broken neck. Yeah. Anthony notices what's going on, finally, and yells, grab that baby! <laughs> Dad, the action hero, runs to Michael and grabs him. But it's too late, because we back to the present of 1995.
1: Well, first, though, uh, Baby Michael like hits a broom or something, and it knocks off the number 88 on the clock. Oh,
0: I totally missed that. Yeah. Wow, okay. That's that makes like the next scene make more sense.
1: Yeah, I, I rewound it a couple of times to make sure that I, I knew what year it was, because it didn't make any sense time-wise to me, but, um, yeah. He, he, like, knocks a little broom, it hits the 88 plaque off the clock, and it falls to the ground, and then the cuckoo pops out, and he snaps the neck.
0: All right, excellent. So he knocks that shit off the clock, and then we go back to the present. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dad walks in with his bald head, saying, how many times do I gotta say... Don't touch him, my stuff! <laughs> but Michael doesn't care, because he's just so happy to be 12 again. Yeah. He kisses his dad on the dome and tells him he loves him. Dad's like, I love you too, but keep your hands off my cuckoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lo- I, the way he I says it is too, funny. He's keep like, your keep your hands off my, my
2: cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll grab a clip for it.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Then Mom comes in, looking like her usual frumpy self, and he hugs yes. her too. He's so excited. He says, I'll go get Tara. But mom says, who's Tara? Mm -hmm. Then we see a family photo on the wall with mom, dad, and Michael.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, when he um, gets scared a bunch before he snaps the cuckoo bird's neck around, he picks up a picture frame that is, it's got four squares and one of each family member. So it's got Mm -hmm. mom, dad, him, and Tara. And I I remember looking at that being like, okay, yeah, that's going to, fucking show up again i'm sure because the the camera spends like 15 seconds on it
0: yeah everything pays off in this episode except for that goddamn creepy guy
1: yeah yep the creepy guy is just kind of whatever
0: so michael runs to tara's old room and it's a boring office still Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. gotta have your office
0: dad calls michael back out to see the clock he found the problem he says the year 1988 is missing Michael remarks that that's the year Tara would have been born. Right. Dad asks the question, who's Tara? For, like, the tenth time in this episode.
1: Gotta hammer it in. Yep.
0: Michael says, nobody, Dad. Nobody. (laughs) That's the end. That's the end of the episode. Well... No, it's not really. But that really should have been the end of the episode. That would have been a great fade to black. Dark.
1: Well, you know what, though? It's still pretty dark, even with... Yeah,
0: but... They lighten it up a bit. Dad walks away, and Michael narrates to himself that there's got to be a way to go back and rescue Tara. And he will. Someday. Yeah. He smiles at the clock, and that's it.
1: That's just the fucking end of the episode.
0: Um, him going back in
1: time to go and
0: save her sister would be
1: so risky, though, because he'd have to do everything like that again. Like, he almost didn't make it this time. And... The number fell off when he was a baby, so he would at least have to go back to when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so risky, though, for himself. Yeah,
0: but I feel like this family goes to that antique shop so often that he would get a chance eventually.
1: Yeah, like, do you think that the um, the plaque is just still sitting in the dusty corner where the clock was? Like, they didn't pick it up or something? Yeah. He could just go over and grab it?
0: Yeah, I don't think they sweep in Anthony's.
1: Nah, Anthony looks like if he was gonna sweep, he'd probably throw us back out. So that makes sense. <laughs> well, it's almost like a dark music esque ending, though. I, I mean, I thought the same for thing. Time,
0: the sister's dead, but. but just like just like dark music, they take the sting out of the darkness a little bit. Like dark music, they tried to be like, oh no, he didn't kill her, and in yeah. this one, he was like, oh, he's gonna go save her at some point. Yeah.
1: But even so, like it's still
0: it's it's still dark. Like she doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a very big concept to, like, casually toss at children too. Is you know existing and going back in time and time loops and all that stuff. That's a lot. That's a lot for a child.
0: It is. Terra's just she's nobody.
1: <laughs> yeah, she just doesn't exist. Which isn't a concept that I would I didn't think of as a kid.
0: But you know what? In this story, I mean, you don't want to. Erase your siblings or whatever, but she is a little shit. Like you you don't feel that bad that she's gone. In nah. Dark Music, like his sister played video games or whatever and didn't get in trouble as much. Mm. But she wasn't horrible. Nah, she wasn't the worst. This this little sister is um as the worst. Yeah, she is like actively terrible. Well, what do you think is the moral of the story, Cortland?
1: I think that the moral of the story is: if your parents buy a hideous grandfather clock that has an annoying cuckoo bird in it, you need to break it. It needs to be. It needs to be dealt with immediately. The
0: cuckoo clock, the cuckoo, or the whole thing?
1: All, preferably all of it. But if you can just get the cuckoo, then that's that should be good for now.
0: I also think you shouldn't be a crudge. <laughs>
1: yeah. Thought that was going to come back up again. It didn't at all.
0: Such an odd thing. Why didn't she just call him a jerk?
1: Her posse didn't think that was funny enough or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, she's the funny one of that group.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well the other ones don't talk at all, so. <laughs> she's by <laughs> default is the funniest. Um the moral of the story is if you're doing it if you're doing a children's television show, make that blood look as real as fucking possible.
0: Yeah. Make that ketchup look gross. Um, if your kid is Making threats to not exist or disappear in the middle of the night. Maybe just kind of like keep an eye on them. Nah, just
1: close the door and walk away.
0: Or just slam a door in their face, whatever. <laughs> not my so, kid.
1: when Mike goes back to present day, is the timeline that he's in the one where he was 6 years old and 12 years old on his birthday saying stuff about time warps and stuff? Like I think so. Okay. It was the timeline where he babied himself up to that clock, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right.
0: All right. So, the Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Yeah. I think that that's a pretty intense name.
1: It is. Yeah. And you know what? It fits really well, I think.
0: Yeah. It, it's a Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Do you think there's any other names mm-hmm. you could think of for this story? Anthony's Antiques. Damn, that's a good one right away. I know, right? I like one you alluded to earlier: a "Baby's Day Out."
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, spoilers a bit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my babyest adventure, because isn't there like one that's my hairiest adventure or something? Yeah. R.L. Stein's just like uh, my my haunted maskedest adventure.
0: How about I was a teenage baby?
1: That would be perfect.
0: Um. Credge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs>
0: just crudge. I would read that just out of pure like, what the fuck is this?
1: Yeah, and R.L. Stein's like, that's my time travel one. <laughs> <laughs> she backwards talk. Boom.
0: Time. Well, that's the cuckoo clock of doom. Now it's time we look forward. All right. To the next episode. The one we have next is titled "The Girl." who cried monster. Cortland. Oh okay. Are you looking at the cover of that I'm book?
1: Looking it up right. In... Oh no, Brandon.
0: Let's judge a book by its cover right now.
1: All right, well, <laughs> right away I wouldn't read this one.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm glad you said that because this book I always looked at and was like I'm not reading that <laughs> because No, it's so dumb. <laughs> tell tell us tell us what it is, Cortland.
1: Alright, so this cover of this book is, um, there's a man, a fat man in a room, he's got a visor on, but he's also balding, so he's gotta keep the sun out of his face, right? He is... (laughs) He is holding, like, a cricket or something in his hands, because he's got this jar of crickets, and he's, like, looking at this thing, I don't even know, hunger, um, I don't know what the expression on his faces but he's like there's a girl that's like peering into his yes (laughs) there's a girl that's peering into his room like staring at him staring at this cricket and it's really fucking weird if i seen this cover i would never read this book (laughs) yes
0: i refused to read this one because the cover is so fucking (laughs) ridiculous like you have ones with you know, evil monsters on both sides, (laughs) and then there's just this (laughs) fucking guy looking at bugs. (laughs) Like,
1: okay, so, I think, okay, so the cover looks good, though, like, the art is good.
0: Yeah, the art's all good. I just,
1: like, I just like to imagine, like, this was painted like some sort of Victorian era, (laughs) like... He had to sit there with the bug in his hand staring at it like that for hours <laughs> as they captured his essence.
0: <laughs> they did. They it's nailed great. it.
1: Um the, the coloring is like this purple that looks like a periwinkle purple looks pretty good. Uh God. Oh, the tagline. She's got the monster of all
0: problems.
1: I don't see how that is envisioned at all in this cover, but okay. <laughs>
0: He's looking at bugs, Cortland. It's just a guy. She's gonna have to deal with that. Looking at bugs. (laughs) Alright, so what do you think this story is about? This is gonna be the
1: classic... My neighbor is a weirdo. I'm going to investigate him because I know that he is secretly a murderer or a monster or something. Well, it's got to be a monster because it's Girl Who Cried Monster. So
2: mm-hmm. my
1: neighbor is secretly a you know an alien monster and he eats bugs. Because i seen him one time because I was peeking at him. <laughs>
0: okay, so a rear window, but with bugs.
1: Yeah, it's going to be that Shia LaBeouf movie where he's like, on house arrest and he's like my neighbor kills people just like that simpsons episode that that happened in you know what i'm talking about yes i do and you know what brandon i think this is going to be one of those episodes that's actually terrible but there's going to be so much shit in it that's hilarious that it's going to be amazing i think you're right i think that's how it's going to be
0: um i refused to read the book but i didn't refuse to watch the episode but i will say that it's not one of my faves mm-hmm that's how
1: i'm that's uh, what i'm thinking i think it's going to be amazing in its own way and by its own way i mean the way that we perceive it
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think we'll have a good time talking about it
1: me too me too i'm looking forward to it
0: well that's next week i think week. that's it for the cuckoo clock of doom
1: all right good riddance <laughs> yep. unless oh there's not like the you know a sequel to this where it's like the even more cuckooier clock or the
0: cu- cuckoo clock of doom the
1: quest no. clock
0: no this is a one and done
1: awesome i i kind of like the one and dones man uh well you know what i can't say that because i haven't seen any sequel episodes yet so
0: well for the anthology format i like just story 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 mm-hmm. different every time
1: yeah definitely Alright, Brandon. I've had enough of this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I will talk to you next week for The Girl Who Cried Monster.
1: Right, The Girl Who Cried Monster.
0: Alright, let's do it. Yeah. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye, guys.
2: Keep your hands off my cuckoo.